Welcome to episode 119 of Drew's Sports Crew here on this Sunday evening. Myself, Drew Skyberg, bringing you the news here in the sports world, right? We have a, because like I say this every week, but we have a lot of talk. We have a lot to talk about here on this Sunday night. A lot of great stuff happened this past week, whether you're looking in the EWC or you're looking with the Milwaukee Brewers. And what they did this past week, a weekend sweep of those Pittsburgh Pirates, right? We ended on a, end of the week on a high note for Brewers baseball. We'll talk about that in the episode. But, yeah, we'll be talking through the EWC. We'll start, of course, with what happened in girls' soccer on Saturday, June 17th. Uh, congratulations to the Kill Raiders on a state championship, their first state championship in girls soccer. So congrats. Then we'll talk more about that, that game in Milwaukee, a duel versus Cedar Grove, Belgium, incredible stuff there. Um, and then also we got to go through those EWC teams. I've been talking about the last few weeks, finally have them all out so we can talk about them. I'll read through those, that those are that list of athletes for each sport respectively and congratulate all of those athletes on their hard work here this spring. But then, yeah, we're going to wrap it up here with the Milwaukee Brewers talking through how week 12 went. Again, we look at um, how we're looking at the weeks here. We'll also talk a little bit about about week 13 coming up. What games do we have? What do I have them going? You know, I already made the record prediction. And, again, that will be out tomorrow at Drew Sports Crew, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Also, Drew Sports Crew on YouTube or Facebook. So, that's all the announcements I have here. Let's get going in the news. So to start, right, I said we're going to start in girls' soccer. And I, I feel like that's appropriate place to start. Yes, Kiel. So they win on Friday 5-0. They continue that dominant stretch I was talking about, how they were outscoring their opponents um, in the playoffs, let alone it was over 30 goals with a differential. We get now to the state championship. We're there. And Kiel squared off against Sierra Belgium. I believe the Cedar Grove Belgium actually was seeded the one seed. So that was kind of, that was interesting, you know, considering how dominant Kiel has been as a squad this year. But what we saw in this one, um, you know, we saw, we saw Kiel um, be in a spot where they really haven't been this year down two to one in the first half. Um, and then what, what happened was, you know, period two comes along and uh, they're able to really string, string through, um, and or really come together, and I believe the game went overtime. So, right, I talked about Wisports.net. This is where you can find all the great information on high school sports. It shows that it was five to three there in that one, um, in period two, but I believe it was actually overtime on that. So, um, but the point being said here is Keel gets the job done, they come back, they come from behind and win it six to five. Um, after being down two to one in the end of the first period. And again, we've talked about Taylor shot all season, four goals in the biggest game of the year. Then also an assist on top of that. And again, you know, shot's been dominant all year and right, credit to Keel and of course to, to her. And then the whole Keel squad as well. Two goals also for Tavi Sager on that. And that was six, a total of six goals there. And, for Keel in this one, no stats for Cedar Grove. That's where it's sometimes tough to report on what, what we're seeing in, on, on the soccer side is spring sports in general. I've talked about this. Sometimes we, we just draw all the stats, even in basketball to an extent, but 
again, credit Keel getting the job done here. Um, and we talked, I've talked about this last few weeks. I mean, the dominance of this season for the Kill Raiders is something that'll be remembered for a long time. So, again, congratulations to Keel, right? Each all the athletes, the fans, right? Uh, the parents, right? This is a great win here. A great win for Keel High School, also, and the community of Keel. So, great stuff there in Division Four on that state championship. But going back to EWC for, for girls soccer. We got all conference teams to talk about. So um, having those up as well, going through the teams and yeah, you guessed the conference player of the year is Taylor shot of Keel. And then also we had, so I'll go through them as I always do. Uh, and so forth, the Fords, right? We mentioned shot gained the nod there. And again, she's a senior here. So wrapping up her historic career, Ava Pot- Potagar of Sheboygan Falls, unanimous selection as a junior Lillian Raynal of Sheboygan Falls, a sophomore, rounding out the forwards. The midfielders, Abby Moore of Kiel, Mariana Valenzuela, Lydia Vandermeer, and Sage August, all receiving recognition at, for midfielders. Vandermeer and Moore were both unanimous there, both from Kiel. And then we had Alicia Sippel, Addie, Addie Schwely, and then Maddie Barton, all received nods at defenders. Then Alexis Zinkel of New Holstein gets the for goalkeeper as a sophomore. Second team all-conference, Grace McDowell, Nadia Langenfield, Eva Schallert, Schallert, and that rounds out the forwards for the second team. Midfielders then, Andrea Hicks, Dayton Thiel, Ava Cady, Aubrey Arnold. And that was two Sheboygan Falls, one New Holstein, one Keel, respectively, all seniors. Defenders, Alyssa Voigt, Addie Uselding, and then Angel Grady um, for the defenders. A lot of names here, a lot of new names, so um, doing my best here. And then we had for goalkeeper rounding it out, Megan Megan Ertman of Roncalli, a junior. And again, feel free DM at your sports crew. There's a name. Uh, we were able to you know, correct some in the, some names going along, which, again, is important. want to make sure we're pronouncing names correctly, but can only go based off of what I'm seeing or what I've heard what i've seen right so it's often tough for some of these names but let's wrap up the honorable mentions here for forwards we had one forward a lebron of valders a sophomore gets the nod midfielders tavi sager a freshman again who took, scored two goals in the state championship and then lauren stangle lebron collie page sear valders rihanna robbins and then we had bryn carroll for the midfielders defenders mckenna jager ava neils Marina Simmer and then Mackenzie Schrader. And then we had Ryan Fitzpatrick of Sheboygan Falls, a senior for the goalkeeper. So those were the all-conference teams for girls soccer. Congratulations to all the athletes who received recognition. And that will put a close to the girls soccer season for 2023. So thank you all for sticking along, listening on that. So we followed it along here, mostly for the playoffs these last four or five weeks, but Thank you nonetheless. Let's go here. Next up, we're going to go to softball. We'll talk about the softball season wraps up. And right, it's been done for a few weeks now. We'll talk through that. And then we'll wrap up talking about Keel in, in baseball, that game and whatnot. But all right, so softball. We have the co-conference champs of Chilton and New Holstein. Alyssa Wolfel of New Holstein received, all, or received conference player of the year nods. And then we had... 
or some unanimous as well. Let's go through them here. Natalie Zebel of New Holstein and Brianna Ott of Chilton were unanimous first team selections for pitcher, catcher, Ariel Schneider, and then Kylie Piarki. Yes, I got that last name right of New Holstein um, and Chilton there. Schneider from Chilton, Piarki of New Holstein. All, both unanimous as well. Lisa Wolfel, unanimous, right? All co- or Cowards Player of the Year for infield, Jordan Meyer, Abigail Judas, and then Gwendolyn Sell. And then two from Chilton, two from New Holstein, Jenna Carls, Maddie Tash, Emily Roaring wraps up the outfielders. There'll be three outfielders there. One unanimous was Carls. Second team, we'll go there now. Liz Neal's. And Amaya Brooks were both the pitchers for the second team, both freshmen as well. Brooks from Brilliant, Niels from Keel, Kennedy Ott from Brilliant, and then Paige Wilkins of Keel received catcher nods, infielders, Ellie Jagman, Mackenzie Stottinger, Ella Kuchenbecker, and then Addie Carls all received the infielder nods there. No, or, or two seniors there, one sophomore, one junior. Outfielders, Haley Coleman. Riley Tim and then Michaela Dallas receive those outfielder nods there. Honorable mention, Gretchen Capick, Anna Klein, and Hunter Romold receive the pitcher nods for catcher, Keanu Lubke, Cassidy Tuchel, and then infield, Alyssa Schneider, Jan O'Connell, Megan Hokemer, Megan Myers, and then Piper N. And for outfielders, wrapping up the list here, Hillary Sanabend. J.C. Sessing, Kennedy Vandehei, and then Macy Monroe. That wraps up here the honorable mention list for the Eastern Wisconsin Conference softball season, and that's going to put a close to the softball season here for the, right of us discussing it. So thank you all to everyone who stuck around for that as well. So appreciate that and right, a good season there for the EWC. We'll wrap up here talking the baseball all-conference teams. Also, we got to talk about how Keel did, right? We saw them play last week um, and at State, or it's really, right, it's where the Rattlers play. Neuroscience Group Field, I believe, is still what we're calling it. Um, and, again, Keel, they faced a really tough squad there. Um, right, It was St. Croix Falls, right, it was the team. And when we talk, right, a dominant squad, Right, I mean St. Croix, St. Croix Falls, twenty-eight and three, on the seat. Like it was ridiculous stuff going on. Um, they they ended up winning the state championship. So you know, no no fault for Keel there losing that one. They had a great season. Uh, again, they lose that one ten nothing uh, there. But um, you know, I mean, it was a, it was a great team. I mean, there's no other way of putting it. That that St. Croix Falls team. You know, when we throw historic around with, with of course, kills girls soccer as it was, but, you know, on the baseball side, you know, they ran into a team that was very good, was them, but Keel very good as well. Again, finishing the year, I have 24 and three as the, as their final standings is what I'm seeing. So again, congratulations to Keel on that. Let's go through some all conference baseball teams or the baseball team here. Your conference champion was the Chilton Tigers. Conference player of the year was Max Miller of Chilton. And again, he's going to be your unanimous first-team selection at pitcher. He's joined by Austin Grub and then Nathan Stefani. Chilton, Chilton, Keel is that. And then Slayit Nolan, um, a sophomore, is your first-team selection at catcher. Max Miller, Tate Harlub, Austin Grub, 
Justin Klinkner, Ian Desilier, Nathan Stefani, and Brett Hartlub are your selections there for position players. Miller, under unanimous selection as a position player as well, joined by Hartlub, Grub, and Klinkner. Going to second team, we have Brett Hartlub, Mason, Mason Schmall, and Justin Klinkner receive second team at nods. Two seniors there in Hartlub and Schmall, and then Klinkner, a junior. And then we had Colin Gossi, a catcher from Kiel, get second team nods. Position players, Connor Meyer of New Holstein, Jaden Bastion of Brilliant, Dane Nikolai of Sheboygan Falls, Ryan Piarki of Chilton, Otis Berge of Valders, Grant Miller of Chilton, and then Xander Pop of Two Rivers. Honorable mentions, we had Ian Desilier, Trent Roaring, Landon Halupni, and Orion Gauger. And those four were the pitchers, honorable mentions. For catchers, we had Briar Foydick, and then position players, Jackson Nice, Caden Kish, Hunter Bolt, Kenyon Davidson, Keaton Wagner, and Jack Schwartz. So that's going to wrap up here. The baseball season as well, putting a close. It's June 18th that we're putting a close to the EWC spring sports seasons. Yes, they're long. Yes, weather's not ideal, which makes them even longer, but great seasons for all three sports representing the EWC well, right? I mean, having state recognition, right? Of course, that track we did but then also right on the baseball side. And then, of course, softball had some great teams in there, just didn't work out, but girls soccer making it and having a state champion as well. So a great year for the EWC Spring Sports, but that puts a close, right, talking here at EWC. Um, again, thank you to WIS Sports for all their help throughout this year. Um, check out it's again, wissports.net for all your EWC high school sports news information you want to find. I also talk about the WIA tournament page, right? They were a big help this playoff. So WIA page itself, another great outlet. Thank you all for your support, right? And the finding, right? We need information here to make this show possible. So they are big drivers of that. And then also you, the listener. Thank you, right? Whether you're sending information, sending in news, highlights, at your sports crew, at EWC underscore sports. We appreciate it. So thank you all for that. Let's go to baseball here. All right, we'll transition a little here. You see the jerseys, which, by the way, that Christian Yelch Memorial Day jersey, very nice patriotic jersey, I guess is what they're calling it. But, again, it was for Memorial Day, right, um, was the theme there for the giveaway on that Sunday. Um, but those are very nice. And, look, Christian Yelch has been playing very well, right? I mean, I'm at the point right now, call me crazy, but I'm, I'm going to read you some stats. Christian Yelch right now is an all-star. I mean, I said it right now. He is an all-star, and he's playing like one. He leads the team in war. His war is up to 1.9. This last week, I always like to do I do like a war check where we see who who has the highest war on the team, which I got some funny ones. I mean, they're they're not necessarily funny, but they're they're surprising, right? And I want to touch on these before we kind of talk through what happened this past week. So to start. You know, I said Yelch leads the way. Um, how much does he lead the way between one and two? So number two is Corbin Burns. So he has a whopping 0.8 war more than player number two. And, you know, that might not seem like a lot, but where we are right now, mid-June, um, kind of where nobody's really stood out on this team in terms of war, that's a whole lot, right? I mean, like, 
I think that's remarkable considering Garrett Mitchell's still number 12 on this list with 0.7. That tells you the pace he was on. Another one here, Julio Tehran keeps it going, right? Another great start on Saturday. He is, or sorry, Friday. Um, Miley goes Saturday, pitches phenomenally. He's number five, the one war. Um, he's ahead of Willie Adamas, and he and Willie Adamas is tied with Wade Miley, Devin Williams on that. So just kind of crazy where we're seeing and who's brought value to this team. Um, you know, like Joel, Joel Piamps, right? He's number 11 right now on, on this team. I mean, being the most probably dominant, important reliever, maybe not most dominant, of course, but being being that guy you can use in high leverage situations has been what Piams has thrived on. So just the war reports that, but let's go back to Yelich here for a sec. So Yelich right now, OPS right now is this, for full season is at 785 OPS plus of 116. He's been more around over 800, you know, the last 30 games or so. If you're looking at that well over that. And again, I talk paces. He's on again. He's quietly on this 20 plus home run, you know, 30 plus steel pace. He's on pace to go 20, 30 and he's doing it. So he's going to score over a hundred runs, right? You know, I'm not going to throw fantasy baseball in here, but like the value he's bringing there is insane as well as, you know, to the Milwaukee Brewers right now. I still think the critique has been his, his throwing arm has gotten worse over the years which you can tell if you're watching the games, but what this guy's doing around, he does the little things so well, I think is what makes Yelich great. That's why, again, he's leading this team in war. And then you just have some other guys around him who are streaky guys, but, you know, that's that's been this Milwaukee Brewers offense. Just look at, look at Joey Weimer, you know, a guy, two home runs this weekend. Um, he's up to 10 this year. But he's a guy who, you know, he'll go through stretches, 0 for 18 stretch here, uh, nine strikeouts. It's like, okay, well, I can't really start this guy. And then it just all goes right with Weimer. And unorthodox is a way to describe him um, offensively for sure. But, you know, out in the field, he's reaction time, arm catches, you know, the re- like the reads. He's got it all defensively. You know, he's going to be a gold glove finalist if he plays the full year out there with how he's performed. So. Credit Joey Weimer on that. That's also a big part of his award here. OPS plus of 91 there. And then, yeah, Rowdy Tellez just hasn't gotten going. Um, it's it's tough, right? OPS plus still above league average by 2%, but 12 home run, 31 RBIs. He just hasn't gotten it going last week. Looking for that to turn around at week 13 is kind of where I'm at. Like position player-wise, Owen Miller's kept it up, you know, Average now is dipped under 300, but we expected that. Um, he's just he's still playing well, though. You know, he's still a guy you can bat. They're batting him five this this weekend, which I thought was a little interesting. But like we saw, uh, Blake Perkins looks a lot better after being called back up um, for sure. And right, we talked some. I want to talk through some situations. What's going on, right, Darren or not Darren Ruff? We know he's on a 60 day IL, unfortunately. But John Singleton. DFA and him, unfortunate, but I'll read you his stats. Uh, he was three for, what is this, three for 29. And yeah, I mean, 11 strikeouts on three walks was unfortunately not getting the job done. Um, and bringing a guy, Ramiel Tapia, right? He, they bring him from Boston, former Colorado Rockies player. Um, gets the job done on 
Sunday there with the sack fly, right? Credit Tapia on that. Uh, but a crazy play by, by G1 Bay. Um, but right. Bringing Tapia. I'm optimistic and you know, Tapia actually might be a guy, um, right. We, we haven't seen Winker step it up. Winker's been, he's, it's been a, the experiment experiment, you know, or whatever you want to call it has not worked. Right. Bringing him in, um, in that trade with Wolf for Wong, um, 196 average so far did not look good on Saturday hat trick on Saturday. I believe Sunday looks a lot different though. Has his best game of the season, arguably I'd say. Um, but Winker, it's been a tough, tough ride. Um, certainly, you know, he rehabbed last week. He's back now and it's like, okay, uh, we, we need Winker to step it up. You know, if, if this team wants to be where they want to be, I mean, Winker's a guy who needs to step up along with right to lies. You know, th- those are guys who we're looking at, um, and Brian Aronson is doing not you know the hot starts that he had, but he's playing replacement level baseball, like the OPS around a hundred. And honestly, I feel that's what he's brought in to do. He's brought in to play league average baseball offensively, and he's going to bring you that utility though. That's where his value comes defensively. So Anderson's doing the job that he needs to do. And then there was just a few things I want to talk about. I'm not going to go through the whole team offensively. Um, might seem like I'm doing that. I just wanted to, like there's. We saw a lot of like narratives. We saw a lot of you know new storylines take place this past week that I found were interesting that need to be discussed. Um, another one was we we know Victor Carantini. The stat with him catching for Corbin Burns versus William Contreras is astonishing. I mean, the ERA difference is between three to four runs between them per nine innings, which is kind of remarkable if you look at it. And right, we know Contreras calls a great game behind the plate. Right. And he's going to be an all star. But Caratini, you know, he's he brings this vet, veteran savviness that you want as a catcher, which seems crazy considering we remember when he was with with Chicago, you know, just a few years back. But really, I mean, if you look at it now, he's a, he's a seasoned vet. He's an established guy in the big leagues. So definitely love what we see from Caratini. Um, I think we're going to, he's going to be a guy right when Burns is starting, starts tomorrow. Guarantee it. Caratini's going to be behind home plate. So, that's also something I'm baking in in the record prediction challenge here for week 13. So wanted to keep that one in mind. Um, but otherwise, let's kind of go through the schedule here. I wanted to focus mainly on the hitters, talking about what's going on. I did mention how in week 12, you know, I was a little bit more optimistic with that, the two games set against the Twins. Um, I had them winning the game that um, Devin Williams, unfortunately, um, Gave up the walk-off home run, and that he blew that save there. Um, unfortunate, right? It's baseball. That happens. Williams still dominant, not worried whatsoever. And then they lose on Wednesday. They get swept in that two-game set. Was not expecting that. And then I had them losing Friday. They win Friday 5-4, to four, and then they um, win Saturday and Sunday, as I predicted. So had two games wrong out of five. So, you know, not mad, but that but. Just got to get sharper here on these predictions, right? I know things happen. I know it's baseball, but want to do my best to give, you know, accurate predictions on what I think's happening throughout the week as I'm following what's going on. So here we go for week 13. We have three games against the Arizona Diamondbacks at home. I will be in attendance Tuesday, the 20th. And then we have an off day Thursday, the 22nd. Another off day. Thank you, Major League Baseball. 
And then we have a three-game set. We have a, a big road trip, one of the longest of the year coming up. And we start it Friday against the Guardians in Cleveland. And going through times now for the week. So we have a 7-10 Monday, 7-10 Tuesday, and then we have 1-10 on Wednesday. No promos really going on. I mean, season seat holder appreciation day on Tuesday. Um, but otherwise, there's not too much going on here. Um, off day Thursday. Friday, 6-10 in Cleveland. That's central time. 3-10 on Saturday. And then 12-40 on Sunday. So there's your schedule there. Uh, do I have... Again, I'm looking, it looks like it's all Bally Sports this week, so no issues on that. Yeah, all Bally Sports, we have it. It'll all be good. On that, the prediction this week is a 4-2. and two. Yes, it's 4-2. and two. Um, I'm liking what I'm seeing here. In terms of Monday, I got the win, right? And... Again, I was going through again, the, the, going through like the matchups. It just ends up getting shaky on Friday, Saturday with the back end of the rotation and kind of how Guardians are matching up. Uh, they're going to miss McKenzie as he went on the aisle. Tristan McKenzie, a guy who I feel would do very well against the Brewers. I'm worried right now. Uh, just kind of my concern is how it shakes out with Logan Allen, a lefty of the Guardians who um, gets some decent swing and miss numbers, and the Brewers have not touched well against lefties. I think Logan Allen's going to have a I think, you know, it, it's going to be, it might be a tough day on Logan Allen Day. Looking, and uh, that's kind of where I mapped out my loss for that, is kind of where I think he's lining up. And also, it's not like Burns is going to be pitching that day. Burns might be in line for two starts on Sunday, though. So that's what I was looking like Friday, Saturday. Um, it's kind of where I'm looking at with the back end of the rotation starting then, and then also with matchup that's unfavorable is kind of how that loss stemmed through um how again kind of the intuition by now i base these predictions off of is looking at matchups looking at the brewers roster how they match up against the team they're against right there's a lot that has to go into it because i can't which i was i've, I've explained to individuals who who ask it's you know right it, it might look crazy if i'm just putting a win loss on a specific game throughout a week because like what am i doing flipping a coin or something no no i'm um, looking through it um, look at their matchups, which the beauty of apps like the MLB app or, you know, wherever the team, you know, like beauty of post game, the beauty of media is right. They'll, they'll ask Greg council. They'll ask who's in line, who's in line to start the rest of the week here. Right. I can hear that. And that kind of helps me base off of a prediction I want to make. So, cause I can then look what the guardians are looking at, or I can look again with the, what, what the diamondbacks, what we're looking at. So, Helps, you know, the prediction. So, right, there, there's a lot of things that go into it, right? Location matchup, for example, playing Colorado at home versus the road, two different teams. So not to that, that extent, but it certainly goes into effect, you know, how teams play home versus road splits. So I'd call it a pie, and there's a lot of pieces baked into this pie. Is all I'll say, and that's going to wrap up my prediction here, get four and two on that. Otherwise, that's all I got here for episode 119 of Drew's Sports Crew. Um, check out this Wednesday, Journey to Million. Yes, we will be live around 4.30 p.m. And in case you missed it, um, live show is coming back here at Petsco Brewing Thursday, August 10th. I know it's a few, it's, it's a long way out. Just want to make a quick announcement confirming with people it's happening. Um, 
looking more, you know, upcoming weeks. I'll start, we'll start, I'll start talking more about it, right? It's, it's, it's a few weeks away, right? When I say a few, it's more than a few weeks away. So just keeping that in mind. But again, Thursday, August 10th, Petskill Brewing, Drew Sports Crew, show Journey to a Million. Um, be a lot of fun and hope to see you there. So that's going to wrap it up here for myself, Drew Skyberg, here on this Sunday night. Thank you all for listening to another episode of Drew Sports Crew, the perfect podcast for you.